What's going on, everyone? Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com. We're coming back with another episode of the RMR podcast today, joined by special guest Louis Esquivel of Cal Green Medical. How are you doing today, Louis? Oh, you know, another day in Paris. Excellent, excellent day out here, Mitch. Yeah, you, you, you're dealing with that, that California, California sunshine. I see it beaming through the window. Oh, yeah. I see that shine all day. Got that good vitamin D. <laughs> All right, man. Well, before we get into too much, you know, I kick off every episode asking our guests kind of their origin story with the plant, the plant being cannabis, whether that's personal, professional, or a little bit of both, man, whatever you choose to be vulnerable and sharing. Just curious kind of when you and cannabis uh, began your relationship with one another. Well, smoking, I started when I was about 15 years old. My cousin, I, I, I tell him every day, like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Every time I get to link with him, I, I, I thank him every day because uh, we used to work together and uh, got off work one day, went to the homie's house, bought a sack and then bought another one instantly because I'm like, I know I'm going to need another one and, you know, doing my thing. And, uh, and thanks to him, my cousin Lando, shout out Lando, uh, it wasn't for him. Like, I really wouldn't have been the, the, the stoner I am. But like growing up, we, we, we always had like a bottle of alcohol with some herbs and a little weed in there. So when you roll your ankle, that was a secret sauce. You know, you put that in there. So it's always kind of been around. It was always taboo in a Latino household, you know. But like, you know, it, it's part of my it's part of my DNA. <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely, I, I I understand that too. Once once you start the plant, once you begin that relationship, it's uh you know a lot of us it becomes a lifelong a lifelong thing pretty quickly after that. Uh, when when did you get started with uh, Cal Green? So I started here in uh, eighteen. So right at the precipice of when 215 was becoming 6'4 and uh, uh, got the call and, and, and instantly said, yes, left the bank world after 13 years doing that headache, you know, and, and, and again, beyond grateful to be able to land in the spot. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a legacy store here. We've been around since 05, truly. It's, uh, it was one of the first licenses ever issued in California. And uh, back in the day it was all compassion you know we were truly collective you know we came in here got educated trimmed depending on the day you left with either an eighth or an ounce depending on how it was and it was just you know the good old days what i would say now you know abundance of different types of flour not just gelatos like today you know but the beauty of how everyone would come together learn share and then you know the string garlic you know it's originated here so you got you got to see the beginning of some some of the beauty that's now you know all over California. Absolutely, yeah. Being being in Goleta, that's right in that like Santa Barbara pocket where there's obviously a lot of not just cultivation for cannabis, but there's a lot of agriculture in general in in, in that area, and it's been one of the areas that that jumped on cannabis cultivation at scale, uh, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so I'm just curious with with that, like, what's what's your relationship with with growers in the area? Is it pretty a symbiotic relationship with kind of local growers and, and, and local dispensaries, or or is it more just kind of rocking with people all over the state? I rock with everybody all over the state. I mean, we do carry some of the products in our backyard. I mean, it's hard not to. Uh, Santa Barbara's a town uh, that I'm heavily invested in. I mean, 805 beer, 805 clothing, all this stuff here. Like, very prideful of our of our area code here, but. Also, everyone loves to invest. You know, at the beginning, it was Glasshouse, Autumn Brands. Uh, you got Josh D. Farm out here. You got, you, I mean, you got tons of people. You got Headwaters. You, you name it. You know, Pacific Stone, Rock Garden, all in the backyard. Those are all, like you said, they were, they were in the, the beginning of it. It jumped off at the right time, and 
you know, some of those became staples, like Rock Garden became, I always called them the Coca-Cola. You know, everybody knew who they were. They're known damn near everywhere. The packaging stands out. And, and we do have that symbiotic relationship where I, I, I love, I've gotten shot at some of the grows here. And it's just beautiful to see how much Santa Barbara Carpinteria of this area has invested in, the, in this plant, you know, and, the, and, and, and you have to have a little love for the locals. You have to give a little love, you know, but like with you guys, man, I try to bring the best of the best, you know, you guys, you guys, I, I kind of look at Bay Area, LA, I'll, I'll look at, shout out Millie, at Strain, you know, and the homies at Ty, at, 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 at all the other shops where, you know, we're all, we're all in this together, you know, so I love to see what's coming out new and try to bring it here, you know, we're, we're in a weird pocket, like you said, we're, we're not quite NorCal, we're not quite Central Coast, we're like a little bit north of LA, so you got to keep those people happy, so you got to have that, that that consistency of high quality and turning it around because people like new stuff. So I, I just try to keep my ear above the ground, and, and you know, luckily by connecting with people like Joey and yourself, I get to hear what's up and coming new, and then jump on it before I try to be ahead of the curve. Oh man, I love it. yeah. You got to you got to stay tapped in, and and you know another another unique part about Santa Barbara is I mean it's one of the most beautiful places like on the planet. First off, you know it's it's a beautiful Gorgeous. place. I, I I get the hype of why people want to live there, but alongside that, you know the the cost of housing is crazy. So you have this crazy mix of people that have been from been from you know come from there, and that are your you know working class folks, and then obviously to afford to move there if you want to move there because you enjoy it, you're coming with deep pockets. So what does that do for your guys? You know, what do you what do you have to take into account when purchasing for a store that kind of addresses such a wide economic gap of, of demographics? I, I always say this to to uh, people: but light sells, but wider sells. So there's always that. There's a lot of something for everybody. It's good, better, best. You know, there's always I, I, the pendulum swing has always been when I started smoking at 15, a sack was still 50 bucks. Nowadays it's all full circle and now it's still 50 bucks, but 20, 12 of those dollars are taxes now, you know, so it's, it's a different thing, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how it's gone from there to there, but we, we again, we carry it and got to consider everyone because everyone's important. Everyone needs healing. Uh, and we were talking right before the jump, you know, this is, this is a, uh, it's medicine. It's always been medicine. We were medical when we started and even though so we got to have a little bit of everything for everyone because not, not, I mean, we still do compassion as much as we can. You know, we ask brands to provide stuff so there's people who are down their luck, lost their jobs, X, Y, Z, you know, and, and we'll, we'll make sure they leave out here, you know, with a, paying a penny, a dollar, but they'll leave with some stuff. You know, we, we've always been about that because the good karma always comes back, you know, especially in this town or just in general in this industry. Uh, it, 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 back to your question, though, I got it, everything from yada yada all the way to, you know, blueprints and, and, and alien labs. So you're talking... $10 Aves all the way to $70 Aves, you know, we got a market for everyone and margin for everyone and, and we, you know, everyone leaves happy, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, the cannabis in general is such an inclusive activity, right? Like the, the type of, you know, that the cannabis consumer covers everything, all ranges, all socioeconomic backgrounds um other other interests right there's so much there and so i know that's what you know purchasing in general for cannabis is difficult especially again especially in an area like santa barbara where you have such just such a wide gap of audiences i'm sure between 
you know, your again, your average blue collar working folks that are from there and then the people that are that are moving there with money. Right. It's very I come from a, a different state, but somewhat similar, not near as a, a premier destination that folks are moving to. But on a, on a smaller scale, the same type of thing happens. And I, and, I, and I know that makes it difficult. So when customers are coming in, do you feel like there's kind of common questions that you that you're seeing from customers out there? Um, or are those questions kind of still ranging across the spectrum from your educated consumers to your, your newbies? Absolutely. The most common question still, what's the highest THC? You know, and this is where now we're trying to, literally on our board that we have outside of a, a chalk walk, we, we have different terpenes to try to just point at people to be like, look, if you like smoking this, well, it has mercy or this has piney, it has lemon. These are, these are the things that you're, you're enjoying, you know, so... When you look for that, don't just look for the THC, look for the tear profile too. So we're trying to change that perspective too, because you know, you can go buy a hundred proof bottle of alcohol, or you can go get a cheaper bottle of alcohol, you know, it's still gonna be still gonna get you a certain certain way, but you're not gonna go spend a hundred dollars because it's a higher THC or, or, or volume, you know, or, or percentage of proof, you know. So we're trying to now really educate the consumer as to what they're putting into their body. You know, I'm, I'm bringing in more rosin gummies, I'm bringing in more of this, more of that, again, changing the distillate educating because again at the end of the day they're only going to save money if you're smoking what you actually like to smoke or eat then at that point you're not wasting your money on distillate or eating a bag of gummies and like i didn't get high well let's see what your day what you have is your intake you know what, 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 what are you eating with that too so we really want to educate people especially here where we have uh again like to your point you said earlier we literally have everything from 18 year old medical to 78 year old people coming in on the regular and those are the ones that are Two extremes and one's coming in for actual wellness you know they like, want to sleep they want to feel good they don't want to hear have all those aches and pains so with that you literally have to tell them keep your board keep a little log time it do this do that like really really consume like take care of what you're consuming know what you're consuming so that you don't feel like you wasted your money i always hear people like why well, i ate the whole thing i didn't get high well did you feel this yes well your tolerance might be this, but the wellness is working. The actual medicine is working. So, so uh, I mean, I just, we're trying to really put that out there. So I, I ask brands all the time, start putting your terpene profile, start doing this, start doing this so we can collectively start educating everyone, not just asking us for what's the highest THC. And then the other question is, what's the BOGO? <laughs> so we've created a culture now. I always say, like, I hate to say it, like, we, we, we gave stray cats milk, I'll say sometimes, you know, and then the cats keep coming back. So unfortunately, like in this world, we, 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 we created a culture where it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different perspective where you don't go to a store and be like, oh, I bought a six pack, give me a six pack. You know, we created, we created a different culture, unfortunately, and we have to re-educate people too. Like it's not the more, it's what you're actually intake. And, and, and with that, those two are the most common questions. Other than that, it's a, it's a, what do you like? When they hear that I'm the purchaser, they're like, what are you smoking on? So then I just got to, I got to be real, you know, like smoking on some traditional later, you know, they, they hook it up and I'm definitely going to be smoking on some RMR dedication. I love the orange triangle cookies. And for that, like the, your, your brand, not just because we're on the show, but your brand and Joy's brand is my top selling skew next to Hotbox. And Ooh, there and, we go. And, and no cap, no lie. I can show you guys analytics. People love your stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm Again, I love to be able to support you guys and see the, the growth, you know, from a small mom and pop essentially operation to, to get there. Because again, at the end of the day, all those questions that they have, it's going to be like 
whatever money you got in your pocket, I'm gonna make sure you leave with the best for it. Regardless of THC, regardless of Bogo, I wanna make sure you're happy. And, and that's that's the, that's the main thing I try to get across to consumers and my staff. Make sure everybody leaves happy, you know, because at the end of the day, we want them to return. We don't wanna leave any bad impression like anything. You know, we wanna make sure that customer, uh, that patient leaves satisfied, you know, and, and happy with the goodie bags that they're working out with. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's it's funny you said you said we created created this this culture of bogos. Like I, I li- you know I I'm in California a lot, but I live in Washington where the bogo isn't allowed in our regulations. So you don't you don't you don't see it. You don't have it. Customers aren't conditioned to it. And going to California, like as a marketer, it's nice because then you have like a really you can make really good compelling offers to get people in. But to your point, we constantly see that across clients or just across the market, right? Like there's a big section of customers that only want BOGOs, right? And it's like, and, and a lot of BOGOs aren't profitable. So you have a big section of consumers that are only going to buy something that's not even making anybody money. I mean, they obviously are winning at the end of the day, but nobody else in the supply chain is. 100%. You know, when, when, when brands come up and they say they offer this BOGO, I'm like, well, why don't you just lower your price? You know, why, why don't you, you're giving me double the product at this point? And we're both, you know, like you said, we're eating our margins at that point. You know, there's, there's no real... Growth and again, California is still trying to get an understanding of it. Like if we, we've gone full pendulum swing back, you know, when, when I first jumped in, we exactly what taxes are going to be in May. We were already doing that before. You know, it, it took it took five years for us to re-educate the state to realize that this is being done in a certain manner that's not right. And now again, it's, it's a, I, I say we're, we're constantly changing the tire in a moving car in this industry. You know, and, and I wish they would listen to us a little more and, and, and be in here to, to see our day to day, to see how much it affects us and the taxation of it is just ridiculous. You know, I, 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 I can talk about the temple of the face, but but that culture of, of, of moves people back to the black market, too. That's the other thing or the, the legacy of traditional market, you know, however you want to call it. And that, that's the unfortunate part, because now. We're we're not sure if we're giving people PM mold all this other stuff and and, and it's it's a uh, you know the consumer's gonna always go back to what their pocket is you know and, and and in the street I know the trapper ain't giving you a bogo you know and that's where they want to now come back and we're getting this and it'll be a few more years till we re evaluate everything and truly see that because at the end of the day like it hurts brands you know it hurts brands all the time and, and, and again I, I really wish we would um, just be able to lower the taxes so we can help each other I mean it has to go to some permanent compassion to back people up. But it's sad to see how much, uh, we just read an article, I want to say it was 70% of the licenses here uh, did not renew to grow. Right. And that's massive. That just shows you again where the where the climate is right now. And, and it's, it's for me, I always tell people, can you bring me something that's not gelato? Just bring me something that's not gelato. Everything in this world is now mercy and gelato. You know, I, need, I, I miss the old school stuff, the different poisons. Jacks, we used to have a pineapple pizza here. GDP, shout out Alien Labs are doing a great Y2K. That, ah, fantastic, you know. But it's 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 um, it's, it's interesting again how, how things keep shifting back to what it used to be, you know. And uh, and I'm hoping we, we we get it right in the next couple of years because we need it. We need to survive because now this this whole industry can collapse. And and on that note too, because like I'm I'm a gelato fan, but I also like always have to give the the precursor where I'm like, yo, please don't throw me in that bucket. I just generally like the strain. I think it's really good, but I do acknowledge it's overdone. 
and and it's and, and it's out there. What, what's your what's your thoughts on like, you know, from or looking at brands? What do you think is like kind of a successful setup for a flower menu in terms of what strains you got to hit, and like how many different options do you think ideally one brand should offer? How many strains to launch? I mean, um, I'll say like someone like No Till Kings, they got a good philosophy. I like what they do with the living soil. They stick to a few and only genetics like classics back in the day they only stuck with blue dream uh blue dream i think uh, og and and a gelato you know so like perfect what you got before you start trying to create everything else you know i used to tell everyone i know they want to get into different markets and all these different things but like do what you do best first and then scale from there because at the end of the day you end up sitting on product in ages and then you have to bubble it you know, or if it doesn't sell through, then you're going to have to ask for products and make sure and then discount. So it becomes challenging when you're trying to really launch because everyone just goes off of other people's sell sheets. You know, yes, you could look at Alien Labs or Cannabiotics or, 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 you know, Claiborne or whatever brand you want to look at. Maven, I love Maven. You know, like what they do is excellent. I love their stuff. That, that would be a perfect model. Wonder Bread's another one, you know, where, where you could start here and then, then scale you know do what you do best and then and then build that brand build your relationship build your following and then skill um you know not everyone can be the stizzy unfortunately you know it's not a lifestyle brand you know and and, and as much as people want to do it that's where again in this industry uh you give me as much swag and hats as you want i still can't smoke that you know at the end of the day the product has to speak for itself you know and and regardless of what you're trying to put on this side you know marketing wise the product always has to be consistent that's one of the things i, I We'll tell anyone who started trying to start their own brand and back to what we just mentioned if 70 percent of the cultivation is gone then you know you're gonna have to find someone where to source from and then that becomes fine mm-hmm. just a mylar bag you know with the logo on it there's no story behind it anymore you know there's a story from the person selling you the bag but there's not the, they're not the person actually putting the love into that flower at this point is just again turning it turning getting it out it, it's lost a little bit of that that, that that, that love that we have. So that's why going back to it, I'd love to invest in small little mom and pop sometimes because they still tend to that, that plant like it should. You know, they're not growing it in a room with 400 plants and, you know, the quality control and you're just, you're, you're, you're not growing what it can be and what it should be. You're, you're just trying to get it out there, testing it for the highest THC and get it out and get it out, you know. So if you don't care about your brand, it will show in the numbers, you know, people, people won't buy it. Absolutely. And, and past that, you know, mentioning like what consumers want most, right? You, you mentioned like what they ask most, high THC BOGO, right? Which kind of underlines the mass consumers want high THC weed for the cheapest price possible, right? And, and different people have their, their own filter of, of what's cheap or, or how much they're willing to pay, right? And I think at the, end of the, at the end of the day, we're all looking for the best at whatever our budget is, whether we're sneakers, cars, weed, it doesn't really matter. What, what do you think when it comes to weed past just THC and pricing, are people looking to brands first or are they looking for strains first? Are they looking at indica, you know, sativa first? What do you think is that next thing that people are looking at more than THC and price? It's a little combination of all three that you mentioned. You know, you got your, your true head will come in. Like we got real deal resonant not too long ago. I finally brought it in. As soon as that landed on Weed Maps, I had three different people come in right away because, again, they're looking for that specific brand. So glad that we were able to provide that for them. But it is a mix of like you got your, you got your heads, you got you, 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 you I hate to call them this, but you got your cloud chasers, you know, that want to go out there. As soon as that strain drops, they want to go out there and be the first to get it. 
but but at the same time it's a it's a it's a little combination of brand and strength you know and then the effect for sure most people in this world want indica and, and, and uh, i'm a sativa head i love to be up here creative and go energetic i can't be too slim during the day especially doing you know operations and day-to-day activities indica makes me a little too introvert but at the same time where i'm at now i'm being behind this desk i see where all these genetics have been already so crossbred everything's a little hybrid you know and that's why i go back look for the terpenes what's in there because at this point you have to really educate yourself and not just believe that the brand that put that out there you might like cookies or you may like you know jungle boys or these but at the same time like look for what the lineage is truly you know you got to start getting educated that point because i'll trick people all the time and be like roll a joint roll a blunt we're smoking like what is this i can't do indica i'm like just smoke it just shut the fuck you know just smoke it and finally <laughs> smoke it and like this is great i'm like it's indica you know <laughs> or like it was sativa you know like oh yes it's, it's one of those things too it's, it's placebo effect at, at times you know because the customer always wants like you said the highest thc for the for the price doesn't matter but at the end of the day, if you, I, I hate to say, but I do uh, the, the announcer uh, uh, interviewer uh, question, like where I'll ask them what they want to feel and their effect, and then I'll try to guide them with that strain as much as I want to tell them, like, you got to try this. Like, well, that's sativa, but everything you told me how you want to feel is what a sativa does. So I can't pull an indica out of like a, a hat and be like, oh, here you go. There's a magical indica that has all these tones that you like, but it's going to give you an uppity effect. You know, and then it becomes everyone's endocannabinoid system at the end of the day. Like my wife's inverted. I call her inverted. Our our ownership, one of our owners here, he's he's inverted. He smokes indica and it keeps him up and wired. He's going. My wife, if she smokes sativa, she's slumped, sleep. If she smokes indica, she's up and going. You know, it's like it's it, it all depends too on the individual. At the end of the day, too, this is where it goes back to re-educating, knowing what you like, and and and, uh, and yeah, man. At, at that point, I love to treat people. Like go back and then they'll they'll come back and be like, yo, that was actually really good. What else do you recommend? You know. <laughs> and that's I mean, and that's a great, you know, bud tending and just customer experience, right? To be able to guide people and put people onto products. And then like you said, the important part about that feedback loop is then purchasing something and then coming back and then being like, you know what, I like this about it, I didn't like this about it, or you know what I mean, giving that feedback so then you can be like, all right, because that is I mean, you're absolutely right, right? There is certain components of educating on these products and, and what the anticipated effects are, but it's also like any other substance. It's gonna, the way people take that in and, and the effects that they feel from it are gonna completely vary from person to person. So it's important to make, you know, provide that education, provide that experience, but then also have that feedback loop of them coming back in and being able to, you know, say, this is what I felt. And then it gives you guys the ability to be like, oh, okay, now I got a better insight. At what point do you feel like on customer visits, if you're making recommendations and they're just coming in on, say, a week, weekly, you know, weekly cadence, at what point do you feel like, you're like, I got this person down and I and I can, I, I'm going to be able to get them, get them right every time? I don't want to sound too arrogant, but after the first time <laughs> for me, okay. and then, you know, but, but it's because, because again, I've just been doing it so long, you know, and, and, uh, and being in other industries where, again, you, you learn how to read a room and you learn how to read people. You know, I used to I get open accounts at a bank and you get everybody's background. You know, you get from the dishwasher to the multimillionaire, you know, so you, you learn how to associate and read that body language. So, again, asking them what they what they want to feel, what, what what they're trying to achieve, you know, because 
I, I don't like calling that high. It's a euphoria, you know. So so when you when you build that, I, for me, it's usually after the first encounter with them. But by the third encounter, they're not even looking. They're like, what should I get? You know, they're like, definitely. And then not just that, then my staff sees that. You know, we already know. We'll see someone coming in, and they know that guy's here for indica. So make sure you don't even suggest a sativa. You know, you come in here. Right away, indica. That guy's a dabber. Don't even suggest flower. You know, you start getting to know their patterns. And I always, I always uh, end their cadence, like you said. And then I, uh, we have tools. You know, we have tools. Check the stats. What do they buy? What do they like to buy? And, and you know, we're a small enough crew here where it's uh, it's almost like family. You know, it's, it is family, I should say. And, and so is our, 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 our clientele. We have some amazing clients bring us donuts and bring us sweets. You know, that we, we have the rapport with them. And, and and again, we're we're fortunate to be able to to uh, again be in a small town like this, where where uh, you see them down the street later. You know, like I run to them, I run into them at the public market. You know, I'm down the street, and then fortunately, you know, to be able to be in the industry I am, and always have abundance of, of of samples. You know, so I'd love to give it out to service people. You know, who are working because they're, they're on their feet all day. They're they're, they're grinding. You know, and then. And you know, to the people who are down there, like you know, San Freeway, boom, here you go. You know, but again, it's true community. I'll go to a bar, I go to a restaurant, and then you see our clientele, and it's it's just it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And on that, right, like you know, being in a small town, what what are some of those things besides you know building those relationships with the people? What are some of the ways that you that are things that you guys have to do to to be successful in a smaller market with? an industry where margins are thin, right? Like when you look at a dispensary in LA or, or like we said, the Bay earlier, they're seeing potentially thousands of customers a day, right? Like it's large, they can, it's easier to get to margins, although I know rent is skewed. So everybody's not, nobody necessarily has an easy path, but what are, what are some of those other elements that you guys have to adhere to or, or live by to make sure that you guys are successful in a smaller market? Man, guerrilla marketing, to be honest with you, it's like literally we're, we're in the trenches down there. Again, uh, with, with just again knowing the community here, I call myself the undeclared mayor. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a little brag of both, but because I know so many people from photography, from banking, from this industry, and just being out there, there's tons of charity events in town. Uh, you know, the cancer society meetings, all this fun stuff. You know, fiestas here, being able to help out, but just knowing the people. Like for me, I love to hang out and, and and meet like the chefs the cooks all this and once you have them you know they they good word of mouth spreads bad word of mouth spreads faster so you know you always want to avoid that and 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 being able to again have product like i'll go do influencer programs you know where i'll partner with either uh bartenders or or, or restaurant individuals or this and we you send me people i send you people you know so it's a true referral program here you know, and because it's hard, everyone has similar products. At the end of the day, it's pricing, and we can't underprice everybody or ourselves all the time. You know, again, like I said, the margins are thin enough. We, you know, we all got to pay rent, got to pay our people, got to pay you guys. You know, got to pay vendors. So, so it, it's tough. But I mean, being able to go out and literally meet with the people, talk to them, and bring them in. You know, that that's the toughest part. Because again, anyone can look at Weed Maps now and see like, oh, it's twenty bucks over here. I'm gonna go there. You know, and that that's what they're doing. So. I mean, I still have family that goes to other dispensaries because it's a 10 minute drive to come to Galita, you know? So, so it's one of those things that like, I want to choke. I'm like, come on, man, you go and pay three times more down there. You come, come support your boy, you know, but it's convenience too. So I get it, you know, but, but even with that, again, it's just literally like trying to do referral programs, uh, rewards for reviews, um, 
raffles. I mean, just the, the, the things that we try to always do that we did before, and again, pendulum swing backs again. That I mean, we didn't have to do you know review coupons for for your bag to get another dime bag, you know. But now, you know, we'll give ten bucks off and you review us on Weed Maps and review us on Google. Got to get out there to get those analytics up and get people coming in. And obviously, you know, you mentioned use leveraging weed maps, which is a huge part of, of the culture of, of California. And then earlier you said, you know, looking at data and, and certain tools to just analyze sales and customers. What, what are some of those tools that you, you're using at the retail level to look at, at stats and analytics? Well, right now we're using Blaze. We used to use Trees. And I mean, they it's, both those give you great data to, to that. And then I, I, I'm, I'm nosy. I'll go look at other other dispensaries menus and see what's moving you know see what they got and what i got compare you know but uh, um essentially you know it's it's a uh, it's uh looking at that um every once in a while i mean we have brands that come in and show us their analytics like i just had a fruit recently like stop in they were showing us their trees analytics and how they're the number one selling in a lot of categories now and that's impressive to see how again a product uh, that i say looks like something that belongs in like a cbs of the bags and how it looks but it's it's cranky i mean people people enjoy it i love I, I love the taste of the candy it tastes just like you know liquor store candy that we grew up with and now it has that good effect uh and uh yeah i mean um it's, it's uh, uh you got what, head stash you got all these other analytics but at the same time i always go like uh i don't want to be i don't want to sound too rude but it's like yes those things are selling but at the end of the day I know what sells here so you could tell me that pacific stone and dime bag and all these things are selling and all these but at the end of the day it goes back to what we're discussing price point high thc price point you know it's not the quality so uh if you look at our menu again we've got i i, I pat myself in the back to be able to have everything again from you know henry's here locally to to um uh alley fruit cart that's my boy george shout out george where he's doing uh pressed infused weed where he's do, doing a a, a gram of shatter already uh, on the cure lotto uh, uh, flower, you know. So you're talking about, I don't like to always quote percentages, but you're talking about 51% THC, and that one is truly like a hitter, you know. So, so using the individuals, like my network is my net worth, you know. So when people come through this desk and they tell me this is the moving, this is moving, so you got the actual human and the salesperson telling you, plus you got these tools again, Blaze, Acorn Athletics. It's the, you know, you got all these things that are beautiful, beautiful to see, but at the end of the day, we're, we're Santa Barbara. You know, we're not LA, we're not the Bay. I don't have the same demographic pool. So I have to scale back on certain things and realize like, you know, cookies doesn't sell here. We're not LA, you know, cookies are gonna sell here. It's a little more pricier than than, 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 than most of the other flower, but you know, they, they do have a falling, but just because an analytic told me it's selling i'm not going to bring it in still i have to make that judgment decision to make sure i keep the right product on the shelf for my my like our local pool you know a little bit of that absolutely absolutely um and, and with that right like obviously i know you said you like to support the smaller farms and once a brand's in the store if it's, it's got to move for it, it, it to be a successful thing but what does it take for you know the brands that do approach you what are those things that help get them on the show one the product has got to be good it's got to stand and then you know having uh people like joey you know and yourself who who um they don't just sell you guys don't just sell you guys are trying to grow and build us together you know so when that when that relationship is reciprocated you know that's where i want to invest more in the individual so sometimes we, you know you take an l you know you take an l we're going to try this it didn't work 
a lot of people believe in their brand. I always tell them everyone loves their kid. You know, everyone thinks their kid's special. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, they're only that special to you, you know, to that individual. As much as we want to say yes, that is, but at the same time, we're like, hey, you know what? Maybe he's not going to play NFL. Maybe he's not going to do this. <laughs> Maybe do something else, you know. But again, everyone uh, believes in there, and I want to believe in their product too. So at times, you know, you got to take a risk and an opportunity on someone. And it's usually the person, you know, it's how the person does their sales approach, you know, because when I ask people, like, if they're sourcing, like where you're sourcing from, and if they don't know, right then and there, I'm like, if you don't know your product, you don't know the quality, you're not doing this, so you're 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 a salesperson. I get it, but like you should know your product if you're gonna sell me on. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, yeah, that's facts. That's facts right there, uh, man, Louis. Well, I really appreciate your time today, man. For people out there that that, that want to tap in with Cal Green, man, it's calgreenmedical.com, one six four Arrow Camino, Goleta, California. Uh, nah, man, I just want to thank you guys. Anything else you want to plug before I get you out of here, man? You need it? Come get it. We got it right here live in front. And we just got the new half ounces right here. Boom, 75 out the door. Let's get it. Gas. Gas on gas. If people don't know about you guys' stuff, they should already know. I know it's something to respect my region, but I hope everybody else is tapping in. No, best fucking price right here, man. No joke. No joke. Not just because I'm on it. My butt tender to tell you, come in and see it. Guarantee you guys would be happy with some respect my region of that legacy. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate Joey. Thank you guys. Other than that, man, tap in with us anytime. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Humble by that, Lou. I'm not, I'm not going to plug myself out here. You know, you did it, you did it nah, for man. me. Doing it enough. Let's go. Yeah, appreciate you guys, man. Keep yeah, doing yeah, good so work. If, you, if you guys are in Goleta, you can pull up and get that RMR Legacy Smalls at Kyle Green Medical, obviously. You know, or if, if that's if we're not your flavor, they got other stuff there too, man. It doesn't have to be just about us, but pull up on them and check that out. Let's go. Appreciate you guys, man. Mm -hmm. All right, man. If you're watching on YouTube, right underneath Louie, man, the subscribe button. Make sure to hit that. Leave a comment. Even if it's, hey, if you got something to say about me or in my chin strap, man, you know, I've seen those before. Yeah, let, let them fly, man. We'll, we'll embrace all that. Appreciate everyone tapping in. We'll be back with more content next week.